I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. First of all, the Ten Commandments are not the Ten Suggestions. They are not something that we should consider doing because God mentioned them. In another place in the Old Testament, the prophet talks about how great it is that the nation of Israel has received such a set of laws that are so just as they have from God himself with the Ten Commandments. The majority of the words that God uses in this description of the commandments are about Israel's relationship to God. What God is trying to say is that our relationship with him is more important than any other relationship we have. I think this is true even of the relationship between a husband and wife. It is even true with the relationship we have with ourselves. Our modern society makes far too much of someone establishing their own self-worth. It is a form of idolatry, the worst kind because it replaces everything, including God, and it is so easy to do. We may not have people carving idols and worshipping them the way people did in the time of Moses, but we have instead people creating other gods that have allowed them to dismiss the one true God. Oh, there may be some lip service paid to the historical nature of God in their lives, but far too many people, I am afraid, focus on the things of this world instead of emphasizing a relationship with God himself. How many people casually say, Oh my God! How many people casually use the name of Jesus? One of my responses to that, though I'm not consistent enough, is to say, What do you want to talk to him about? The normal reaction to that is a deer-in-the-headlights look, because most people don't realize what they have said. I am suggesting that that is part of the plan of the devil. Make the name of God so common in the conversation of people that thinking about the meaning of the name of God and the importance of who he is is in, into something that is base and common. Remove the importance of who God is in people's lives and they find themselves falling into patterns of ignoring who God is. Let me repeat that. Remove the importance of who God is in people's lives, and they find themselves falling into patterns of ignoring who God is. This is the result of the insane lockdown of churches during the pandemic. Church attendance is one of the remaining wounds of COVID. While I do not believe it was a deliberate and focused attack on the part of the people in charge, the devil certainly used it. The whole COVID fiasco was used by the devil to hurt our youth in their education and the church by getting people out of the habit of coming to worship. I make no apologies for that statement. Our society eliminated the blue laws well before the pandemic. People younger than I probably do not even know what the blue laws were. They kept all stores closed all Sunday. Companies like Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby are ridiculed today because they refuse to open their stores on Sunday. Now, I want to turn our attention deeper into the first reading. Let's take a look at the word count in that reading. In the translation we have, there are 116 words covering the first commandment and an additional 28 for the second commandment for a total of 144 words covering the honor due God and his name. There are 100 words covering the third commandment regarding keeping the Sabbath holy. There are 78 words covering all the rest of the commandments. 
Can you figure out which are the most important ones? Here is something else. Do you see what is in the middle of the description of the first commandment? For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. We normally attribute jealousy to a vice. It is normally not good to show. But with God it reveals his holiness. There is none other like him, and none that is deserving of his attention. We all know this, otherwise we would not be here now. Yet, are we here because we are afraid of God, or because we love him? The Psalms and the Prophets, a number of times, talk about the fear of the Lord. This is not being afraid of God. This is a response of awe, amazement, and love that the God of the universe would choose to love us, individually and collectively. And what about the other commandments? The next one has a promise attached to it. If we honor our father and mother, we will have a long life in the land. This is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. It is a promise of happiness and success, not success according to the world. The rest of the commandments are all worded in a negative way. You shall not. In other words, there are things in our lives that we could do that God tells us no. However, if you look at the entirety of the covenant with God, there are more do's in the Bible than there are don'ts. So if you spent your time doing the do's, you wouldn't have time to do the don'ts, and even if you could, you wouldn't, so you can't, so you don't. Anyway. We are starting the third week of Lent. It is still early enough in Lent that you can start making changes in your life that will have an eternal effect. As I said at the start, the Ten Commandments are not the Ten Suggestions. In Galatians chapter 3, St. Paul talks about the law being our disciplinarian, someone who monitors a child, caring for them to keep them from failing and being hurt. But now, as St. Paul said, we are now children of God. That means we are supposed to know how we are to live. The Ten Commandments and the rest of the law should be ingrained in our hearts so that we live them out of habit. As St. Paul says, All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. The holiness of God needs to be habitual in our lives. Habits are easy to make and hard to break, regardless of whether it's a good or a bad habit. What good habit are you going to begin working on? You still have a lot of time left for, of Lent. <laughs>